Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Yes, welcome back. Excited for today. Yeah, you always seem excited for these podcasts. I honestly, I feel like I say that a lot, but it's true. I really look forward to it. Yeah, I think we both do. I think it's it's nice to have a forum to share like our discussions, right? The things that we feel passionate about, the things that we talk about all the time. So it's it's great to share that with all you guys. Absolutely. I always say that community is key to healing. Just having like-minded people. You don't all have to be healed or in this amazing spot, but just wanting to get to the same destination is amazing. And then being have, you know, having people to be able to have that conversation with, I think is huge. Yeah, that's a big part of it, right? Cuz we have we all have our different lives and we we you know, we have different discussions with our partners about but life gets in the way a lot of the times, right? And you talk about what your kids did or what you did at work or, you know, all the all the things that happen throughout the day, but you don't take the time to talk about like, you know, self-improvement and healing and the, that journey, right? Yeah. Until you surround yourself with people that are looking or doing the same thing. And then when you do surround yourself with that community, then you find that you're not alone, that everyone has these shared experiences and has these shared thoughts and these shared struggles. And that's what makes, you know, what we do so important, right? We're trying to build a community around people that want to go on this journey so you don't feel alone. So Exactly. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about emotional regulation, right? And that's a subject that a couple people have asked us to do. And it's something that we haven't really broached because we're still in that journey, right? To we're find, a little bit further along, but we're yes, still in it. We're still looking to find that place where we can say we're emotionally regulated all the time. And I, don't, I think that's probably just kind of a pipe dream, right? Because <laughs> you're never going to always be emotionally regulated. And that's what we're going to talk about, just emotional regulation, dysregulation, what it looks like, what it is, and um, hopefully we'll figure out this thing together. Yeah, you know, and this is the perfect, you know, place, a forum, like emotional regulation. You know, I might say something today in this in this podcast, you might say something, or someone who's feeling a little dysregulated at the moment might say, man, you know what? I got to try that. And that's the beauty about this whole regulation thing is what's going to work to make me feel one way may not work for another person. And through this journey of us kind of going through it together, we're learning so much about ourselves and so much about what emotional regulation really means. And I don't think that we really understand. And so I think today's podcast is going to shed some light on that for a lot of people. So let's get right into it. What is emotional regulation? So emotional regulation is really having the ability to exert control over your emotional state, right? And it can involve behaviors like rethinking what's going on, you know, how to challenge a situation and focusing on reasons to feel happy and calm. So emotional regulation is despite everything that's going on right now, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to de-escalate how I'm feeling to feel more regulated. Now let's be realistic. How many of us have control over our emotional state all the time, right? You just said it. It's a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't think I ever have full control of my emotions <laughs> no, at all times. No, Right, I can, and just like every everyone else, right, there's certain times that you can go zero to 60, you know, really quick. And some of us are much better than others at, you know, again, understanding that and regulating that. 
I think it's the first step is recognizing when you are emotionally dysregulated. I think that's the first step, right? Yeah. And so emotional dysregulation actually goes in two directions, right? We have our window of tolerance that we've, we, you know, we've, I think, talked about a little bit here and there, but some people become hyper aroused and they blow a gasket and some people are more hypo aroused and they just freeze. And that's that regulatory, you know, path that you're on. So, you know, for everybody that can look different and everybody can kind of get to that point at a different, you know, part and whatever it is that they're feeling. So like you said, you know, building that awareness around it is going to be key so that you can start figuring out when it starts to happen before it's too late. Yeah, I think it's important and you should probably elaborate more on that window because that's a term that you just started using and you've just um, enlightened me on on that. So I think it's important to really explain that to the window of tolerance. So there's something called a window of tolerance. So if you were to sit calmly and peaceful, not anxious, But, you know, in good space where you feel like you could just handle the world, like picture yourself looking out a window and there's the ocean. It's moving, it's coming, it's going, but it's steady and you go with the waves, right? That's your window of tolerance. That's where you feel comfortable. But then there's something called dysregulation and it can happen on both spectrums, right? You can become dysregulated where all of a sudden you start feeling agitated, irritable, frustrated, and now you're climbing, you're out of your window of tolerance, And then there's a very short spark for some people from that dysregulatory state to the hyper aroused state. And you can just jump up real quick where you're no longer regulated. You no longer can exert control over your emotions. It's done and over with. Now that window, there's something underneath that window that's also referred to as dysregulation. But this is where someone will start to feel spacey, outside of themselves, a little bit behind, like they're watching things happen in front of them. And before you know it, they go from that point where they're slowly starting to lose control of their emotions down to hypo arousal where it's free state. So that's that window of tolerance. So the whole goal with emotional regulation is to expand, you know, take that tiny little emotion regulation or window of tolerance that like a little box window and make it a bay window, you know, and just expand it so that you have more tolerance for the things that typically trigger you. Yeah, I'm still grappling with the analogy of a window, right? Because that's that's kind of I know when you've used that phrase, I I, I understand what you're saying, but it, it's tough to, um, you know, we deal with a lot with analogies, right? It's tough to see that because it's more to me, it's more kind of like almost like like a gas tank, right? You know, when you're when you're you can be running on E, and then you're you're running on fumes, and then you're 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 you know on on a full tank. So to me, it's it's more of that, right? You're kind of, you have to know that you're, you can't be running on, you know, that the sweet spot is to be, you know, at a quarter of a tank to three quarters of a tank, right? That's the sweet spot, right? You can travel and do everything you want. But once you get to, um, to that E, that's, that's where you're, you're in trouble, right? That's still a window of tolerance too. It's just when you say window of tolerance, people are going to automatically visualize a window. So that's where that comes from. Exactly. But that and might I, not and work for everybody. Yeah, and and that that's why I'm sharing like my little analogy. It's probably not the best, but I, I'm I'm trying to kind of use your phrasing and and give our listeners another type of analogy that they can kind of refer to 
and un- just understand the whole principle of it a little better. Well, if you're right, more right brain, you're probably going to be thinking more, you know, the ocean scenes and like me. But if you're more logical, you're like, can we just talk about a, a meter on a gas tank right now? Because like this is really simple for it, it doesn't have to be that complex, but it really depends on how your brains work. So thank you for actually doing that, because that is something that I like, too. I was like, am I on a half a tank of gas right now? Like, where am I? That might be a little bit better to be like, how cracked is my window? You know, it just depends on what's going to work for you. Yeah, and it's understanding what your window of tolerance is, right? Where, um, when, sometimes when we're, and this was something we were dealing with uh, earlier today, right? You, yesterday we had a, kind of a bit of a, a little spat, right? My window of tolerance was was really low at that point, and that's kind of where it escalated. But when we're hyper, either um, hyper emotional or hyper excited or there's something going on with uh, with us that window can close or widen depending on what emotional state we're in exactly and you know to be fair we've both there's both been there's been a lot going on for for both of us and so you know i think you were probably at a quarter of a tank and what ended up happening was is you ran out of gas on the side of the road real quick because I poked a hole in that gas tank and it was like done. And, you know, maybe if you had a higher window of tolerance, could have handled that situation differently. And if my window of awareness, you know, was slightly open, I could have done something differently too. But it's now we understand what happened yesterday. And I think that most people don't understand why a fight happens or an argument happens or, you know, they can't sit there and be like, you know what? My gas tank was on a quarter. Like, they're not going to figure that out. They're just going to project and blame it on the other person. But we had a learning moment today. And, yeah, it sucked last night, you know. But today, it's, it's you know, we're, we're working through that. And we understand that now. Exactly. We're better for it, right? Because we took a concept that we're teaching you guys and we implemented it ourselves, right? Understanding where our window of tolerance is gets us that much closer to being emotionally regulated. And that's that's the goal, right? So now let's let's talk about like signs you're actually struggling. Like maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know where my gas tank is. I don't know if my window's half open, fully open. I don't know. So let's talk about some signs that are quite common that can help you determine that. And one of the biggest is, is, you know, mood polarity. You know, if you're fluctuating, if you're going up and down, like in the same day, you can have four moods and that's not usually your you know, I guess you could say your disposition, then you could say, okay, I think I'm emotionally dysregulated today. Like five minutes ago, I was super happy thinking about that coffee I'm going to get. And right now I just want to light a match in this house. Like I don't, I'm, I'm angry now. And then you get all excited because you have your coffee, you drink your coffee, and then you hate everybody again. And you don't understand where that's coming from. Ups and downs, up and down. That polarity shows you that you are dysregulated, which means that you must stop whatever it is that you're doing. Because something is getting you to the point where you're not able to handle either ends of that spectrum. So that's a big sign. Yeah, that sounds like bipolar, right? (laughs) And it's interesting that there is that dynamic, right? It does look like, you know, what people with bipolar happen, right? But that's a chemical imbalance. Emotionally, you can be riding a high and then, you know, have a crash, right? And it happens. These are things that we all experience at one point in our life, right? So it's understanding that you're emotionally dysregulated at those times, you know, either because you're way too high. And then when you're way too high, it's easier to have that really, you know, deep crash, 
right? Where again, if we go back to that analogy, if your if your tank or if your window of tolerance is within that quarter to three quarters, it's it's you know it's easier to transition down to empty or or up to full depending on where you are, opposed to you know being full and then going all the way down to empty, right? That's kind of the the drastic change that lets you know that you're emotionally dysregulated. Exactly. And I just kind of want to, you you mentioned bipolar. There actually is a diagnosis. You'll typically see this as a sub-diagnosis with borderline personality disorder called emotional dysregulation. So it's, it's actually great that you brought it up. And primarily you'll see that diagnosed more in females than males. But just a quick fact out there for anybody that might be experiencing that or have that diagnosis that this is actually part of that. So a little normalizing for what feels so unnormal at times. So let's go into this. Another thing is, is outburst. So if you're having an emotional outburst, maybe when you're feeling ignored or you're not answered in a way that you approve of or someone responds to you in a way that you don't like and you have an outburst, you're emotionally dysregulated because there's no need like, okay, that person's entitled to whatever it is that they're saying. And as long as they're not attacking me, maybe I don't agree with it, but why the hell am I going to zero to 60 and attacking them for what they're saying or doing? If I'm doing that, I have no control over myself. That is another sign. Here's the next one that I, I, I that really kind of blew my mind. It's the constant need for validation. You know, if you're not regulated, and you're constantly like, okay, is this okay? But is this, but if this happens, am I going to be all right? Constantly asking someone, is this okay to do? What do you think about this? Sometimes we are so dysregulated that we cannot come up or formulate a thought on our own that we constantly have to seek it outside of ourselves. So that's another hint, another clue that, geez, maybe something's going on for me that I'm struggling to sit here and come to a conclusion myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trusting myself or whatever it is that's going on. So that's another big sign. And that kind of leads me into another one, which is irritability. If you are constantly irritable about somebody else's behavior, that shows how dysregulated you are because that's their behavior. So unless they are acting out towards you or doing something um, against you or to slight you or whatever it is, their behavior should not affect you to the point that you're that irritable and you're blowing up. If that's happening, dysregulated. Yeah, those are all great signs to know when you're dysregulated, right? And the uh, topic, of course, is regulation, right? How do we get to regulation? And we'll tackle that right after our quick break. But just to tie everything back together to that window of uh, tolerance that we were talking about, right? When you find that your window of tolerance has become much smaller, then that's a great, that's the best sign, I would th- I would say, to know when you're dysregulated, right? That's exactly what happened, you know, to us, you know, yesterday, right? My window of tolerance was so small at that point that something that would normally wouldn't cause a huge argument did because my window was small and I was dysregulated. We were both dysregulated to us to a certain extent, but knowing when you're dysregulated or understanding that is what is the first step, right? Is the recognition. And then we're going to talk about getting to emotional regulation once you've established that you've become dysregulated so we'll take a break right here when we get back from our special message we'll talk about how to improve emotional regulation so stay with us we always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you so now here's an opportunity to help us continue making content and we've made it simple by partnering with patreon 
you can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support, and don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about uh, recognizing when you're emotionally dysregulated, using the um, window of tolerance as a good sign to know when you're dysregulated. So now let's turn the page and let's start talking about how do we get emotionally regulated. So before I even go into that, I just want to put signs of progress. So these are the things that I want you to write down because these are going to be your metrics by which you're going to measure as you go through the things that I'm telling you to do. So when you can take a step back before reacting, that's a good sign. When you can see the other person's perspective before reacting, you're becoming regulated. When you can understand that what that person is feeling or what they're doing is a they issue and not a you issue, more regulation will happen. When you're not lashing out and not saying things out of anger and not saying things that you're going to regret or being petty or whatever it is, that's again, another good sign. And the other thing is, is that when you can find the lesson and stay clear of being sucked into your old reactive behavior, you can consider yourself regulated in that moment. Now, like Jay said, it's not always going to happen. But if you can strive for these metrics, then in those moments you say out loud to yourself, good job. That's what I want to see more from you, right? Because that's what, you know, we have to validate ourselves. So now let's talk about what are some of the things that we can do to become more regulated with our emotions. So the first thing is, is if you have not listened to the podcast and self-awareness, the episode, you got to listen to it because it's going to help you. I also did a YouTube video on this. You have to develop a level of self-awareness so that you can say, okay, This is what happened with that situation. Where was I? Who was I with? What was the trigger? What was going on for me? And what was happening way before that? Because it's not just about what happened in that moment. It's about what happened over the last couple days so that you can start seeing like, wow, a couple days ago, I wasn't feeling myself. Then this happened, then this happened. And then all of a sudden, you start to track your progress. That's how you build self-awareness because when you have the awareness, you find the keys. And those are the quick little tips that you can start using to help you figure out like, why did this happen in the first place? So, Start building that awareness by using those two resources. Secondly, I'd recommend an investigative journal. It's, I'll say this in, in, in anything that we're going to talk about, always have a journal. You can have separate ones for separate things you're working on, whatever. But start writing down those things. This is where I was. This is what happened. All of that information that you got from the self-awareness part, put all that in there because then you're going to start tracking and figuring out exactly what your triggers are. Now, once you figure out your triggers, the, the job's not to ignore the trigger. Like, okay, I'm going to stay away from those things now and I'm going to be fine. It's okay. These things trigger me. Why? So when you keep doing that and you keep doing the work in your little journal and you're writing these things out, you're slowly going to build yourself a healthy base because you're going to have knowledge and awareness now. So the next time that situation comes up, you just might be able to take a step back without reacting. And guess what? Your window of tolerance was a little bit more open or a little bit more dialed up at that point. And that's fantastic. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? It's about increasing your window of tolerance, right? That's what makes you, that's what gets you to emotional regulation when you can increase that window. So 
opposed to going zero to 60 from just any little aggravation, you know, it's be having the awareness and the patience to say, okay, that's not my issue. I'm moving on, or that's just a minor irritation. I can deal with it. That's what we're talking about. Just being able to see those as just minor irritants opposed to them becoming this major thing, which is, which is what causes us to be dysregulated, right? Exactly. And the other thing is, is now once you've, been, you've developed some self-awareness, once you're kind of, you know, journaling and you've got that under your belt, you want to start doing what's called cognitive repraisal or, you know, cognitive uh, reframing is sitting down and then looking at the whole situation from an, like another set of eyes if you can. Like, all right, why did this happen for me? And then you kind of go through that process and then you have to tell your brain what it needs to know. That's cognitive reframing and you do it out loud. I tell people this. Why? Because most of the words that are in our head are not our voice and it's not our words. It's just what's been said to us. So let's replace them with our own words, with our own voice. So you'll say out loud, the situation that happened yesterday or whatever it was, this is what was really going on. This is what bothered you about it. But this is what I need you to know, brain. I need you to know that this doesn't have anything to do with you. That when a person is struggling with X, Y, or Z, this is something that they have to work on. Focus on taking a step back and work on your, whatever that coping skill that works for you, box breathing, EFT tapping, what have you. That cognitive reframing is key. It takes, you know, a limited belief or some idea that's in your head, which starts the trigger in the first place. And it says, hey, let's shake that up a little bit and let's flip the switch here. That's all your psyche needs. And if you do that over time, eventually that old thought process and old thought uh, pattern has been now replaced with something better. So as you can see, emotional regulation is all about tracking patterns. It's all about finding your triggers. And it's all about checking in with yourself on a daily basis. Because if you don't typically just go zero to 60, right, in a day, for most people, it slowly breaks down over a period of time. And if we can start catching ourselves at the beginning, like, oh, and we can start processing things as they happen, you are less likely to get to that point where you explode. You're exploding because that is the last thing your psyche could take at that moment. Or you're freezing because that's the last thing your psyche could take at that moment. But if you are paying attention by using your investigative journal, you can start tracking way back. And when you can track way back, you'll be better at identifying the problems before they even become a problem. Yeah, well said. And just to reiterate on that, right? Like I'm, I, I go zero to sixty, right? I, I'm the one that explodes. You um, disassociate, right? So that's another uh, way to understand or know that you're dysregulated, right? Disassociation. Have we done a podcast on disassociation? Um, so yes, we have. Okay, so uh, definitely refer to that podcast because that is a part of freeze, right? So when your freeze response, my fight response is triggered when I'm dysregulated and that's why I kind of lash out. Your freeze response is triggered when you're in those stressful situations. So you disassociate. So they're all part of the same thing. And that's what we're trying to avoid, right? Is avoid uh, the fight response or the flight response or the freeze response. So that's what emotional regulation really is, right? Being able to before you get to that pitfall, you know, you see it on the road, right? So we, we go all about analogies, right? So it's about driving down the street and before- that damn pothole. Exactly. You, it's about seeing the pothole before you hit it, right? 
Hold on, I'm laughing my ass off right now because I pitch you just flooring it, just whomp, you just hitting that pothole or going over that speed bump way too fast. And, and then and then there's me. I get stuck in the pothole. I see it there and then I just freeze and I fall into the pothole. <laughs> and terrible. neither neither of them are very productive, right? Because no. if, if I'm hitting that pothole at 60 miles an hour, I'm wrecking the car. Yeah, the and, car is wrecked. And you're, you know, sitting in the pothole with, with the, you're, While you're falling. While other cars and, are hitting me and running me exactly, over. Exactly. It's still. It's freaking terrible. <laughs> there's still bad outcomes, right? So the point of all this is that we're seeing the pothole before we get to it and we're swerving out of the way and that's what emotional regulation is. Yeah, we're, we're putting the really brakes is. on so we're not swerving into the other side of the road either. Like, Ex- slow it down. You exactly. see it coming. You know, either avoid it altogether or, you know, slow it down to the point where you just gently roll over the pothole and you don't destroy your car yeah. and you can get back Because I just want to say that we may not be able to stop ourselves past that dysregulatory state. So we, are, we have our window of tolerance, that agitation or that anxiousness, whether you're hypo or hyper aroused is there. Sometimes we can't stop it there. So we're going to go into that boom. You know, we're going to hit that emotional regulation, but you might be able to, like he said, just kind of go through it without it being so, you know. You, We're all going to hit potholes. Exactly. And that's just the reality, right? We're from time to time, we're not going to notice them and we're going to hit them. But it's about like, again, being aware that they're there. So you're looking down the street long, you know, far enough that you can avoid the ones that, you know, obviously are going to destroy. I really wish you would have had this conversation, but you know, I'm analogies, honey. How many times are you going to drive down that road? That pothole's always there. How many potholes are you? It's the same thing. So I just, I don't know. I thought that was a fantastic analogy. I'm like really excited about it because I really like it. And I think it's going to help people because I think they're all visualizing it right now. So like I said, you know, just to recap it, we were just saying the, you know, the goal to, to being regulated is to just be aware, is to just have things in place. You know, it's learning to walk away. It's learning to take a deep breath. It's learning to not project your anger onto someone else. Then they they get triggered and then they're trying to save whatever's going on and then they can't let you go take the space because you kind of did lash out a little bit. So it's learning like, how can we do this before it gets to that point? So, And sometimes, like we said, we can't avoid them all, right? We can't avoid all the potholes, but knowing how to deal with yourself when you do become dysregulated, right? Where EFT tapping is great or cognitive reframing is great so once you've hit that pothole right and you've wrecked the car knowing okay let me just repair and then prepare for the next time is the key right don't just repair the car and say i'm just gonna go by my merry way and hit another pothole and have to you know get the car fixed again right you're relying on insurance way too much at some point they're gonna raise your premium they're not gonna want to cover you anymore so it's important to you once you've hit that pothole, you learn from that experience and then you prepare for the for it not happening again. Yeah. And, and the only thing I want to say here is that when we focus more on what we learned from the conflict, not only do you save yourself from the stress and agony, but you gain perspective on how to avoid such interpersonal disputes later. Focus on the lesson. Let the agony, shame, embarrassment, sadness, just let it go. Focus on what you learned. And that is your key. Yeah, we should do a podcast on that because I say that to you a lot, right? The the same amount of energy it takes to uh, focus on the problem is the same amount of energy it takes to focus on a solution. So one on cognitive reframing. That would be a good 
podcast episode. Yeah, we'll have to do one of that. And the other thing is that we've, we talked a lot about triggers, right? We, we brought that up a lot. We need to do a trigger series, right? Because a lot of our listeners, I think for the most part, everyone understands what a trigger is. But I think we can do a better job of explaining triggers and how to disarm triggers, right? And I know a lot of you have expressed, like, what does it look like between a couple? So I think it'd be good to talk about, like, disarming triggers for your uh, your significant other or partner or whoever, right? If you see someone triggered, how do you disarm that trigger? So I think we'll do a trigger series. Yes, good idea. Where we'll tackle triggers in particular because they're a big part of dealing with yeah with dealing with trauma i'm triggered you know all the time yeah absolutely so my middle name triggered so i think we'll end it here right i hope you guys got some great information stay with us for the next series on triggers until next time guys so guys if you aren't following me already you can find me on tiktok at ask.courtney on instagram at ask courtney underscore and on youtube at ask courtney and if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast you can reach us at podcast with an s at epiphanymedia.com we'd love to hear your stories guys so make sure to reach out and as always we're all in this together so stay safe remember there's no shame in asking for help till next time